Seasons came and seasons left and The only thing that changed was the shape of her dress She said, you're a good man, you won't have my child But you can't raise a living thing on this cursed old ground We laid a sheet on the piano key Hello, everybody. Welcome to Excuse My Language, but I am your host, Drew Claiborne, and I am here with another amazing guest, Miss Katie Steele. Do you go by Katie still or just Kate? Either. <laughs> Either. Well, then. I'm calling you Katie because I like Katie. <laughs> All right. Cool with that. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful today. Yeah. I know you talked about dropping a. Your son's name is Bennett? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he will be two in less than a month. And oh, my that God. Is some crazy business. Right. Can't believe it's yeah. been two years already. Like I know. I remember when you were going yeah. through like the the pregnancy. It just I don't know. For me, it, it was, was it was the first time I had seen anybody after a spinal cord injury uh had go through a pregnancy. So it was kind of yeah. yeah. It was cool to watch. I was I've been blessed enough to know some incredible women in chairs, and so I knew it could be done and. I knew it could be done in any right. different way in any different body. Um, yeah. But Lord, was it an adventure? Let <laughs> him through it. All right. Um, yeah, on the that, other side of the rainbow with my miracle. That's awesome. So I guess for everybody else, do you mind giving a little backstory of like your injury level and just like how your accident yeah. happened? So I am a C five quadriplegic paralyzed in an auto accident in 2010. I fell asleep behind the wheel and um, mm. had a fence post go through my neck. Um, I don't know what other details you want, but that's, ah. like, <laughs> that's like a post. No, nah, that's whatever. good. Yeah, that works. And it's crazy because like your accident was what, like a month after mine in 2010? Mine was May. Weren't you in like March. March, yeah. Yep. So yeah. like two months after or a month a yeah. month or so. Yeah. And That's, it totally uh, changes your world around. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. I feel like it was it was the best and worst thing that have ever happened to me. But yeah. definitely the former. And right. like what a beautiful perspective yeah. we're able to have on certain things. Like I feel like we're gifted with a beautiful perspective on things from all of the shit we have to go through. Absolutely. Um, it's it, And it's fucking crazy because I know for me, like, 
Jesus, that was 11 years ago. We're, we're coming close to our like 12 year anniversary. And it's like, God, there's been so much that has happened along the way to, to get me where I am now. And I'm sure same goes for you to get where you are now, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I just think back all the early stories in the hospital and then I think about, okay, it went from the hospital and then straight into school and then straight into college and then straight into doing nonprofit stuff. And it just, it never stops. Life never stops. And it is kind of crazy to like really reflect on everything and like, yeah. And I think that is Mm -hmm. part of the problem here with the topic we're discussing is that life doesn't stop no not at all and i think it's it's almost been required to kind of stop for some people so i guess i guess oh my god drew people's lives are people's lives have ended due to this um no fault reform i was just on the we can't wait page earlier and um, I saw something like 1,600 employees from 40 different companies had lost their jobs, and that's Jesus. not including the 18,000 people victims that were affected from it. Is that is that how many people were re- uh, receiving benefits from the those, auto no fog like those are the catastrophic, catastrophic phone? victims? Gotcha. Yeah. 18,000. 18,000. And, right. you know, I'm I'm not the best to talk about <laughs> this because I don't know what do you everything. Mean? Um, I, I, don't, I don't think you need to know everything. You just need to know your perspective. And from your perspective, like, life's been altered. Life's been changed. And when my I... My life hasn't personally been affected why not because i was lucky enough to have um a contract signed with my right. insurance company so did had, so did your appeal process uh go through yet so no so gen so with a no fault with a catastrophic accident mm-hmm. you are paralyzed you're in the hospital your health insurance, if you had that, would cover this is before the reform. Right. We were paralyzed eleven years ago. Right. Um they would pay up to um I think I think two hundred and fifty six thousand dollars. Okay. Um and wasn't that just raised to six hundred thousand no. or no? That's what no. I read on the website. Oh, well, maybe what the health insurance will cover. Yeah. Right. But auto had promised, and that was in the contract of every driver of our state mm-hmm. that held insurance, that if you were catastrophically injured, meaning your medical bills surpassed that $256,000 mm-hmm. per that claim, then insure then the MCCA, the Michigan Catastrophic Claims Association, would cover your medically necessary benefits for the rest of your life. We were the right. only state left in the country with that 
structure and yes, there was fraud, but, and yes, there were broken pieces, but there are broken pieces to every system. And the answer was not to shove it to Medicare, which is a broken system and a broke system. Right. Right. Because the cat. Yeah. A surplus of 23 bill or not a surplus. A fund of $23 billion. Yep. And they actually gold, had $26 billion, but they but they said it was like $5 billion overfunded or some shit like well, that. Like, okay, yeah. so that's the thing. Right. So the whole reform was because the MCCA was going broke and insurance was too expensive. Yes, insurance is totally expensive. Right. But it also shouldn't be decided upon by your zip code or no. your credit score uh, like <laughs> right. it should be straight across the board oh yeah and and just because a system has some problems like you said there's fraud there's things wrong with it but why not reform it into something that does we make sense systems that will exactly. eradicate the bad and rather than just get rid of the whole thing yeah 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 they just we are just a small enough population and we're easily quieted right and that's the unfortunate fact yeah. i mean i think that well i'm trying to change that i'm trying to change that too. quiet part because yeah, i'm about to get loud i've already talked to people on in the media i've talked to people that want to tell the stories of all these people because like you said eighteen thousand families are now shooken and you have some not even just families, some just individuals who don't have a family are now left with nothing. So it's just insane. I know someone who was left in their chair for two days and their agency just left them. I know of someone who's taken their life. I have heard of people just having their agency say, sorry, we don't have anyone coming. Right. And, like, and then, like you said, so many jobs are lost. A lot of those agencies have already closed their doors because oh, yeah, they were they, they were strictly afford. auto anyway. Yeah, they can't afford a forty five a forty five percent decrease. No. So so that forty five percent decrease. So the, does that mean that they're still paying for nursing care just at forty five percent less? They're. They're paying for, um, no, attendant care got cut. So they're they're paying for 56 hours a week of attendant care. And to my understanding, and again, I could be wrong, and please, any viewers out there, like, comment, correct me. Yo, yo, me and you are just having a conversation. That's all this is. It happens to have an audience, but for real, this is just me and you talking so i'm like personally curious and like i, I yeah. just want to know what you know <laughs> well my i will gladly share the knowledge that i have i appreciate um, it i don't remember what we were talking about though okay so attendant care like like what services oh. are they paying for right now a lot was on the chopping block um right. so attendant care services um, I believe are 56 hours a week and not family provided. 
Um, mm -hmm. Case management, as I understand, is still being paid for, but at that 45% pay cut. So companies are being expected to go from billing <laughs> at $100 to $55 okay. and only paying their employees out of that 55 rather than 100. So gotcha. not only are they like not even profiting, they're not even able to pay their employees. Right. And so they're closing their doors. And then those employees don't want to lose their jobs. They're just, yeah. and we're healthcare workers. Like they're people right. that want to help. Exactly. And we are just victims. Like yeah. they're, yeah. and it's hard. they're dependent upon so much. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, it's tough because like, like, like you said, it's like you have no other options, really. Like, geez, that's and when you have no other options, that's when you get things to where you're sitting in a chair for days and just, yeah. And then, like, you know what happens, right? To that? Like, so for you personally, uh, what what was it with your insurance that no, why you're still okay. getting? why you're so, still getting care and whatnot i don't know why the universe chose me and not <laughs> someone else i don't know i no. am just feeling incredibly incredibly blessed i I'm same have like some survivor's guilt and i want to mm. be able to help everyone and i haven't been able to help a whole lot you don't need um, to feel guilty about it though I can say that we, ha we all we all have our challenges. We all have our our things that we have to face, and it's yeah. It, it Everyone has a different journey. Exactly. So, so I don't think I, you should feel guilty, but yeah, please speak on like what thanks. what that blessing has been like. So I um have been very blessed from the get-go i've had mm -hmm. uh my parents were a huge support when i was injured at 21 and um my dad had to basically leave his job and he went without pay taking care of me much like your dad did yeah um and then we had to fight litigate with the insurance company to pay him something um for caring for me 24 7 <laughs> and so that cost us a lot of money we had to pay an attorney to get those benefits but we did end up getting a contract agreeing to a dollar amount that was not a lot at all but to pay him and um another agreement for my van and some home modifications and mm -hmm. um that's very typical in an auto accident is that you litigate with the insurance company. They're sneaky snakes mm -hmm. and try to get a lot of people to settle for something that is far unjust mm -hmm. and like just disgusting. Um, but anyway, so that contract expired in 2000. 16 i think and so in 2015 being aware of that i started Had to renegotiate yep i started that process again um mm -hmm. and each time the attorney takes a third of anything that i'm promised mm -hmm. and you know i like yeah jeez so 
But it's, then that renegotiation, was it able to, it so started back up. renegotiation was that they would pay my agency and mm-hmm. it's just me. Um, so you started, you know a, started, so your agency that you created, they paid correct. that agency, that entity, that business, they paid yes. that for your care. Yes, and they will until 2024, but okay. at that point, I will have to figure something right. else out. Just by right. the grace of God, I'm w- within a sacred window. Right. I don't I mean, that is a big window, though, because you have, what, three more years of, well, two more years Um, almost now? Two more years, yeah. yeah. So So, two more years, you have two years to basically fight your ass off to try to continue it or figure out how to change the legislation, like... We are know. out of time. Like, My, it's not me that has to fight this. It, it's me that wants to fight this for those that yeah. are affected. Like, yeah. this is, it's criminal what yes. they're doing. Yes. And no one is listening. Right. And we and, have to change that. I was the, just listening. So what you were talking about in that in that Facebook group I was reading cuz you added me into that group about with all all the other people in uh auto no fault that are being affected and one of the things I was noticing when I was just like scrolling and reading was just how much you we have zero options cuz so for so for those who are curious I myself am not auto no fault I just realized this is fucked up and I want to fight for it because I see all my friends and loved ones in Michigan in similar situations as myself who are losing complete lifestyles. You're losing lifestyles. And then for those that don't know, myself included, I had to switch this year to a different state program in order to get all my nursing. But my nursing, the hourly wage is much lower, so it's much more difficult to find help, which means we have to go fundraise and raise money so that we can supplement the difference in order to find better help and make sure we maintain my nurses and everything. And and that was under attack the last four or five years every year. So initially I was getting my care from my insurance, Blue Cross Blue Shield. And then recently they've kind of made a push towards getting away from paying for private duty nursing. So every year we were having to appeal my case of why they should be paying. And they weren't paying from, it would be like March or April, they would stop paying. And then by November, December, we would win our appeal. And then they'd back pay for the rest of the year. But from March to December, we had no idea about what would happen if I would be able to get my care or not, or if they were going to just cut me off. And then recently they've just cut me off. But luckily, like you said, her family and my dad prepared prior to and friend. We talked to some really good people and found another program in Michigan where I was able to keep my care. But it, like I said, all the complications that come with it. So it's yeah the the entire lifestyle of independent uh living for people like you and me is under attack it seems it seems as though it 
is not a concern for uh, individuals who make decisions on where their money goes. It, our lives don't matter. And it seems as though they would rather us go into a facility and slowly die so that they don't have to pay anymore. That's exactly the gist of it. And it's not like a lifestyle. It's the right (laughs) to live and quality of life is zero. So when you have no quality, like... There's no life at all. And then for them, they want no quantity either because they want you getting sick. They will they will pay for things that uh, uh, just extend your lifespan as much as po- as as uh, for the time being. But they but they don't pay for things that actually prevent you from getting sick. Exactly. Yeah, like you, you've seen like the therapy I was just telling you about me, the fact that I'm doing my abs. I like right now as we speak, I'm flexing and working out my abs and uh, yeah. I, and they don't pay for that. They don't pay for this type of therapy. So it's like this is how I've stayed healthy, how I've stayed out of doctor's appointments, how I've avoided pressure sores and infections and things of that nature for so many years. And yet they don't they overlook those things and will pay for more more wound care more pain medications more things of that nature they'll they'll pay for those but they won't pay for the things that will prevent needing those yeah it's it's frustrating it's frustrating and uh, the insurance companies are the only ones that are not losing so right they're, yeah they're winning Yep. Yep. So it is one of those things. Because when I was in that group looking, I was just like reading some of the things and it's like they're making it extremely difficult to even fight it. Like you can't even petition it because they've put clauses in the legislation change in the auto no fault where you can't even fight it. Yeah. So it's. You don't know about those. I um have just seen. The disgusting responses from legislators that are denying that this has made any change, that are saying, oh, I didn't vote for that, even. And and you'll even see stuff where it's like politicians will say, well, no, people are still, they're still paying for care. And it's like, who are you telling? It's like, no, they're not. No, they're definitely not. (laughs) And then that fund of twenty three billion, instead of going, instead of going anywhere productive, whether it go to, uh, whether it go back to the taxpayers who put the money there in the first place, or if it goes, Hello? or if it, or rather than it going to what it was made for and just going to the eighteen thousand families that are there at the moment, because that I think that would be plenty enough money to sustain people for a while. A long while, if they use it smartly, twenty-three billion dollars is a lot of money, and and instead, we all know what's happening. We all know anybody who has paid for auto no fault right now are suing for that money. They're they're gonna litigate that money up forever until they can get a piece of it, and it's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. So that's why, and I think that's why MCCA can't even really pay anything, 
pay anybody anything right now that they should be paying because they have no idea how much money they're gonna have until all the litigations uh, oh. finish. So the adjusters, like, I talked to case managers and they're like, even the adjusters are like, we're so sorry, we don't know what to do. Like, because the codes don't exist that they're asking for and, like... Creating new codes. I don't even think that they know. Yeah. Right. It's a weird time. It's a weird process time where it's like things have to adjust. And as they are, people are dying. People are committing suicide. People are getting sicker than they should be. And it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Because even if you look at like the recent story of like the girl on the airplane whose chair was destroyed and uh, she ended up dying because uh, the chair, she they gave her like a loner chair. And she ended up getting a pressure sore. That pressure sore got infected. And then uh, that infection, oh, she ended no. up dying. And so premature deaths like that. So I was reading a statistic from uh, the World Health Organization. Individuals with spinal cord injuries are two to five times more likely to die prematurely. <laughs> of anybody who doesn't have a spinal cord injury. So That's promising. Right, and to, <laughs> right to know that our lives are so, I don't know, and I don't know, it's uh, so precious, so precious, and it and it leaves everybody with the same thought, the same question of like, okay, so I'm I'm gonna die prematurely, so okay, what do I do with the time I'm here? Do I spend my time living life and doing everything I can and helping others and. Uh, or do I focus on my bodily health and try to stay healthy? And it's, yeah, a lot of people uh, end up having to choose one or the other. And it's like most choose life like anybody else would. And then as they're living life and doing what they, whatever they can while they're here, their body is just deteriorating and dying. And it's, it's sad. Yeah. You know, if my accident has taught me one thing... It's that this life is the most precious thing we'll ever know. And we only get one shot at it. And I don't want to have to choose anymore if I do this or I do that. I just want to follow my heart and my happiness. And like, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I love that. And it is what we all have to do. It's just focus on the next day, focus on, on the life yeah, we have. I used to I used to feel and fret and like I, I felt it so deep in my belly right. that I was going to have a premature death. And and maybe I will, no one's right. to say, but <laughs> like, I don't think so. I, do believe that your thoughts create yeah. results and Absolutely. don't don't count on your life ending sooner than than it should you know yeah say, so you know speaking, so you want to hear something about about my accident which kind of falls yeah. along these lines mine's just the opposite so before my injury um, I used to have this overwhelming feeling in my heart 
and in my soul that I was going to die young. I just, I, I had told, like, my girlfriend on the day of my accident, and, like, I had told a couple people, I was like, I don't know what it is. It just feels like I'm going to die young. And uh, I just had this, like, overwhelming feeling. And then come the day of my accident, I let that feeling go. And then I remember standing there before I was getting ready to do that backflip. I was just like, yo, whatever happens, happens. And and I just went for it. And um, after my accident, that feeling of dying young went away. It, yeah. This has been my revelation, my resurrection, my re uh, re reintroduction into life. And uh, since my accident, yeah, it's it's been a wake a wake up call of just how difficult things can be, but also how beautiful things can be, how beautiful life is, and just how precious it is to marvel in all these moments of good because they they don't last forever yeah and it yeah well with that note can i ask you about that precious little life you brought into the world he's amazing (laughs) yeah he's probably getting ready to go to bed he's probably real cranky right now really he's still awake yeah, he. We start putting him down around seven fifteen, seven thirty. Oh, okay. So gotcha. he's probably just fighting right, right. now. Right. That's that's yeah. cool. That's cute. Yeah, he's amazing. He actually, <laughs> I think I, I don't know if I told you, but he tested positive for COVID oh, a wow. couple weeks ago. So that was super scary. Um, right. Oh, you you froze. We went back to school today for the first day. Oh, nice! Was super excited. <laughs> um, That's cool. Yeah, which was cool. Being a mom is like the coolest thing I'll ever do. Uh, I like. Yeah. I love a little dude more than anything in this world. Oh man, that's amazing. That's amazing. So then, for you, I guess the one thing I was here about. Because, like, my one friend, Alyssa, she just had a kid. Um, I don't know if you saw her, Alyssa Higgins. I don't know. And she gets a bunch of shit on social media about, like, how can you be a mom and be in a chair? And, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's fucked up. And I don't know. That's not cool. Right. People are always surprised. And Yeah. Like, I get that. Is he yours and i'm like that's my dude yeah and i don't know sometimes i like to shock people like yeah yeah this girl in the wheelchair she can have a baby right and when you go no to self my vagina is not paralyzed i don't know Not at all. Uh, oh my god, yeah, that was good. Please don't put that on record. Uh, uh, yeah, all this is on record, you know. <laughs> no hold, no holding back. Cause yeah, feel free to say whatever. Cause I, I don't hold back on here. There's so many like fucked up thoughts I have, especially for like my situation and stuff. I'm always just like, yeah, I like fucking with people. How is you? I'm all right. I, uh, yeah, I realized 
I, like I, I had posted that recently about like going through depression this last year, and uh, yeah, I, I just recently figured out that that's what that was like me trying to do stuff and not being able to me constantly thinking in my head like why am I such a fuck up and not getting things done and like and still not doing much I just realized that that's what that was and I think acknowledging it helped me a lot to be like okay so I I I can recognize it I can see what it is okay and then this will also allow me to push through that next time yeah 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 because I already know it's not going to be the last time I feel hurt or or down or whatever it's yeah it's just part of life I think because like prior to this last year I uh I had gone through like there was a stint when I was in college where I started to really realize how difficult everything was for me compared to all the other students um because before that I didn't really give a fuck and I was just going at it going at it hard every day all day my entire focus was doing amazing at school and then at some point I just got burnt out classes were getting harder and then I realized fuck not taking hand notes in class by myself and having to have other people take notes for me and then still memorize everything afterwards is the hardest fucking thing and like and just so many things and were like if I was in a programming class the other students would stay up till 2 a.m programming while I'm getting in bed at 11 and doing a bunch of care and and still doing my therapy to make sure my body's healthy and all this kind of stuff all while in school and it just it started to weigh on me and I I really was getting burnt out and I kind of let go and I realized oh and like me thinking back now I realized that was depression as well Um, and I got real down after that and then the other time was just when my accident happened that that level of depression was real fast <laughs> for whatever reason yeah. I, I processed my accident really quickly like it was only a few days maybe a week or so and uh that was it i was done i was, I was done moping <laughs> and yeah, yeah i don't know you know i um i was um <laughs> i was suicidal after my accident Mm. Um, but I was not, I, I felt horrible for being a burden to my family. Mm. And my mom literally told me to shut up and uh, never uh, said that again. Uh, and, um, she was like, do you know how much worse this would be if you weren't here? And uh, I, I don't know. I, I've just been incredibly, incredibly blessed with a great support system. I, like you, was able to process it very quickly. However, Bennett makes me sad. Like, really? No, he, like, he's everything and the light in my life. Um, But I mourn the things that I won't be able to do with him that I could have, should have been able to do pre-accident. And, yeah. I get that. I get that. That's that's heavy. It's heavy because 
there's so many things. I know for me, even just, I feel like I have that feeling when I, when I go out to bars and people are dancing and I'm just like, oh, I want to go dance or just well, anything. Don't dance. Run over some toes. Oh, oh I do. I'm like the first person on the dance floor always. But, uh, but I do, I, but I can see where, where that feeling comes. But there's so much you can do with with your son and like being able to just focus on that focus on what you can do focus on what you do have to give him like that's one thing I've realized in the last two years I guess for myself is just how much I really do have to give to others and you do as well being able and you have to give those things to others and just focus on giving and yeah that's been my number one focus. That was what got me kind of through this most recent depression. I'm just like, okay, fuck all that. Let me just focus. Every day I wake up, I say to myself, what can I give to others? What do I have to give? What can I, what words do I have to give? What heartfelt things do I have to give? What information and education can I give? Because that's all I can really focus on and everything else will work itself out. Well, you got to focus on yourself, too, Drew. I know. (laughs) But you're so smart. Uh, I don't know about smart, but I I don't know. I've kind of, I've kind of let that go. I I focus on myself enough. (laughs) What do you mean? I did that for a while. Like, it was a few years ago. I was like, I I did a bunch of stuff to better myself. Like, uh, I started going to meditation. And that did wonders for bettering myself um, inside and out. And then I, shit, I've, I've gone bald now. Stop holding on to my hair. <laughs> Thank you. And then I fucking lost a bunch of weight. And like, yeah. just started. You look great. I focused on me enough. Now I'm, I'm ready to just let that go and start just giving. Just, yeah. And I'm realizing I do have. I do have a lot to give, and it takes. It has been really nice hearing hearing some of the kind words from everybody since I've been opening up more. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool. and you have the same. I know. I know. I, that's why I wanted you on this podcast because I feel like every time we talk, every time I talk to you, you have a lot to give to others. Just just being you. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to know anymore. You don't have to do anymore. Just just being you. It's uh it's pretty amazing. As are you, sir. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh so I know we talked about this last time. I was gonna ask you so that because uh, you're going shrooms in your closet, right? Uh, has that helped has some of your spirits um, and stuff? Actually, so no, me, I no. love mushrooms, but yeah. um, I actually kind of screwed that up. I tried. Really? And, yeah, I, I'm super interested in it, though. Oh, okay, but me I'm too. But making like, some good connections. I was supposed okay. to go to Vegas um, for a psychedelic conference of business and wellness. When Bennett got COVID, oh, okay. um, that got canceled. Right. But um, yeah, I'm really trying to just 
better myself holistically and nice. homeopathically and so whatever I, I can do with like the elements. Right. And, yeah. So I did I did my first uh, shroom experience a couple months ago. And uh, yeah, and all it did was make me extremely happy like i was just sitting there and i was just smiley i didn't really like have too many hallucinations or nothing i just saw like some stripes and some shapes and nothing too crazy but like the overwhelming joy that came just naturally like it's so incredible yeah it was almost impossible for me to like be down at all it was impossible for me to not smile everybody would like say certain things that would kind of like dampen the mood and I'd just be sitting there smiling. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Damn, that oh sucks, God. but I'm I happy. Just, yeah. <laughs> I just started this book um, called mm. Let's Go Do Some Mushrooms and it's like short stories um, about psychedelic sessions and like different dosages yeah. and different like set and settings like mindset and environment settings right. and it's so cool like just to <laughs> i love mushrooms they were right. like my drug of choice before my accident really and yes they're just giggly right. and so i'm currently i'm um titrating down my antidepressant i've okay been, on an antidepressant since I was probably 14. Um, so I've been trying to taper off those to start uh, micro-dosing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to ask, because I was so curious. Because So my whole idea, as far as mushrooms went, it was like, okay, the first time I'm, do- I'm doing it, I want to go all out. I'm going to eat a shit ton. And I did. I ate a little more than an eighth. Um Oh, that's a good time. Yup. It was like a, a nice little bag size. and uh, Oh, my God, Drew. Yeah. And I ate all of them. And it was, yeah, like I said, it just made me happy. And then, but then my thought was, okay, so after that experience, I want to microdose. But after this first time eating it, I was like, how do you microdose with fucking mushrooms? Like, do you have to weigh it? Do you cut it in so just like small pieces? That's what I'm trying. That's where my education. Oh, another. So I was growing them. Super fascinating. Right. Ah, oh, damn. You're cutting out. Can you hear me? Can yep. You hear me? There we go. Okay. Um, like, I don't know how to test the potency right. of it other than by eating them. Right. And let me tell you, uh, uh, I have tried to microdose and okay. have ended up in a full scale trip. Oh, that's shit. That's not ideal when you're trying to use it yeah. as an antidepressant every day. Right. And you're trying to still be functional throughout the day and still trying to yeah. do your mom duties and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I, I actually just met this guy who um, is putting them into tinctures. Okay. And so I am going to try some of that. Nice. So I've I've heard that word a lot. What the fuck is a tincture? Because I've heard it for like weed too. And like, okay, what? so a tincture can be... <laughs> 
of any uh like liquid but it's like uh-huh. the eyedropper that you like put under your tongue yeah so, so they, like there's a lot of cannabis tinctures there's a lot of herbal right. tinctures. so there's, it's like any type of they break it down and put it into a liquid gotcha yeah um okay. some are distilled some are right. uh, like done with butane some are done differently gotcha. But I, the ones I know of are either oil based or alcohol based. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that'd be nice. That would be nice to be able to like microdose, just put like two drops under your under your tongue or something. Yeah, and, then, and yeah. I mean it's it's following the tide of cannabis, really. Right. Like it was the same wave, really. Yeah. Like when I started medicating. My. With pot, I mm-hmm. really had to play with the gummies and right. the edibles to figure out like what was for me. Same, um, I had a hard Same. time figuring <laughs> that out, but a real good time doing it. Right, exactly. The me too, because yeah. I like. I realized no matter how much weed I eat, because I like edibles, I don't like smoking, and for me, no matter what. I get way too high on edibles. I I did five milligrams last night, and I was still high in the morning. Oh, so my like, God. Yeah. Yeah, and I prefer edibles because I don't want to smoke anything. I don't want to put anything yeah. in my lungs if not needed, so I'll exactly. eat it. And, but then, like, but it's weird. I My body reacts weird to different stuff. So, like, it overreacts to weed, but then I could... I could take five shots of alcohol and be like very functional. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's just weird. Yeah. But it's it is, right. I do think it's part of the like, the fact that it's legalized and now in Colorado, the psilocybin mushrooms, I, I think we're going to see a big push, like you said, following the, ter- the trends of marijuana and being able to uh, fine tune things. And make it there medicinal. There are so many medicinal and otherwise benefits of so many yeah. like organic resources that yep. are not utilized. And even mm-hmm. like, uh, what word am I thinking of? Like silenced, kind of. Mm-hmm. And like debunked and stuff that right. I just feel like our country has so wrong. Like, yeah. yep. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, but I'm I feel not- like it's changing. It's trending upward. Absolutely. As far because we got marijuana and psilocybin now. <laughs> yeah. Just unfortunately it's still all being run by like big business. Yeah. Yeah. Because the fucked up part, even if, in Michigan, if you're going to go buy some weed from a dispensary, well, you better have a card because they're going to fuck you with the taxes. And uh, they're just taking, they're, they're the taking advantage of it. Regardless. Yeah. But, I mean, I, and I also get that, like, tax the shit, but maybe, like, fix our roads or something. I don't know. Do or, something like, with it. Exactly, yeah. and that's what was supposed to happen. Right. And so, um, yeah. But I'm cool if they tax me if I can 
do mushrooms legally yeah. and absolutely like, play around with Machuma right. and whatever the hell. So I want to hear about I want to hear about your bad experience. How how did you fuck up the growing of your mushrooms? Oh, fungus. Well, <laughs> it's mold. Yeah. 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 So I like they were doing really well, and okay. I was like, "Oh, this is great." And then you have to. So I'm on like a couple different like subreddits of like mushroom growing and stuff. Okay. And I'm a total noob, and I'm never on social media. Right. So I totally suck. I need to like do something with my life. But you don't suck. I feel. Uh, I feel the same. Trust me, I wouldn't be on social media if I didn't have to. See, and I'm like, why do I have to be? I don't really want to. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, no, it's the way of the world, and I need to, like... Well, if I was was able to produce a following that supported me financially without social media, I would definitely do so. But it's kind of difficult to do that without. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but it is what it is, and I like that I'm able to give to other people on social media. But, yeah, I think that is where a good kind of resource to kind of read about how to grow stuff. So, like, what happened? Uh, yeah, did, yeah. It, did it, like, mold or something? Yeah, yeah. So they mold. One of them molded. Another one grew some okay. other stuff that uh, I don't really know what it is. Okay. So I, and then I realized like, oh my God, I don't want to have like these mold spores throughout my house. So I, yeah. And I totally considered that because I was like, it's a fungus. It'll grow no matter what. And and I was like, I should just get some. You don't want to eat moldy. Yeah. Mushrooms. Yeah. Fungus. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, different. But that totally makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't know. My system gets real crazy when I'm on mushrooms. Really? Like, if I microdose, I'm totally cool. Mm-hmm. But my spasms, my body will just... Oh. The whole trip. Yeah. So I yeah. will be, like, exhausted. Yep. Where's yeah. your body going crazy? So when I ate that, like... A little more than an eighth. Yeah. So my body was listening. It was crazy. So I could. So I started to do like the the kill bill thing. I started to stare at my foot and was like, wiggle your big toe. Wiggle your big toe. And just like kept staring at my body trying to do the different stuff. And I the, the nurse I had with me who I felt comfortable watching over me, she was my sitter. And I kept like, uh, I kept asking her to like feel my hand and be like, can you feel me squeezing? And like, uh, I had a shit ton. I actually had a shit ton more movement. And uh, my body was wow. being able to like do stuff. So it was, yeah, it was Beautiful. crazy. Yep. No, I know I that like different strains affect like the nervous system. Yeah, and yeah. there's a huge neurogenic property to. Uh, what's that? Is that your puppy? Yeah, she's really not thrilled that I'm not paying attention to her. Oh my god! Oh Tony. my god! Okay. Uh, I have my standing equipment on me. Otherwise, I would show you mm-hmm. her. 
It's all right. Well, I probably should not be much longer. Right. I was gonna say we've we've talked enough. We've uh yeah, it was well, it was great need, talking about some cool stuff. Yeah, we need to do this more often. Yeah. Not necessarily on a podcast. No. Yeah. We will start a podcast that will take over the world. Well, the fact that we live 15 minutes from each other and never see each other is a problem. So we it's a super problem. Yep. You know what though? If it makes you feel any better, <laughs> my cousin lives mm-hmm. like probably a minute away from me, okay. and I don't see her ever either. Well, I'm just I gonna start showing up. I need to. I need I'm to become. I need to become Uncle Drew to. Uh, to, to, Aww, to to baby Benny. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I will bring him over or something. Alright. Well, I'm gonna come over and we can hang out. And uh cool. yeah. But thank you. I appreciate this a lot. It was really yeah. great talking. And then Me I don't too. I know you're not on social media, but if there's anything you wanna share or tell people to go support, I don't know. Do you have anything? Not yet, but right. you guys just wait. I'm going to have a real good platform one day. All right. And then everybody, you heard what we're talking about with Auto No Fault. I recently wrote a blog. It's on my website, thedrewcrew.org. We're in the season of giving. Please consider going to thedrewcrew.org. Read the blog and maybe donate to our cause and being able to promote independence and strong lives both quantity and quality of life for those with spinal cord injuries and with that i'll sign off thank you everybody i'm your host drew claiborne and this was katie Steele. and thanks guys yep see you guys later